0: You're listening to Blackpool Church Podcast. Join us for our Sunday gatherings to make friends, explore faith and encounter God. Visit our website blackpool.church This is the Talk Archive. So our speaker this morning is Vanessa, and Vanessa is an ordinand, which means she's training to be a vicar at HTB, which is the church that me and Nick were at before coming here in London. And uh, what they've said is that no training for being a vicar would be complete without coming to Blackpool. And so Vanessa is here, and we're really thankful, Vanessa, for you and that you've prepared something for us. Would you come? Oh, Thank you. Um, As Andy said, my name is Vanessa. I'm so excited to be here this morning. Travelled from London, heard great things about all that's happening that you guys are doing. So it's great to be with you this morning. Um, This morning, I'd love to share some thoughts around the heavenly promises that Jesus gives to those who believe in him. And if you have a Bible, if you have your phone, a Bible on your phone, would you turn with me um, to John 14, verses 1 to 4? And it reads... Let not your heart be troubled, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you there myself, that where I am, you are also, and you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas the disciple said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I thought I'd start by sharing um, a small story that I don't think even Nick or Andy know, um, which is that I am married. Well, kind of and um, when i was six a boy in my class asked if i would marry him um and it was a great day because we had been mary and joseph in the nativity so i knew there'd be some chemistry um and so we stood in our favorite spot in the playground right by the swings and we made promises to one another we made the promise that we would share our afternoon snacks We made the promise that we would always play with one another at break time if we saw each other alone. And I wonder how you feel about promises. Perhaps you're sat here and you've made some slightly more significant marital promises than I did at the age of six. Perhaps you've made some promises to your friends and your family, or even promises to yourself. Or perhaps if you're honest, you've come here this morning and you're a little bit hurt by broken promises you feel a little bit let down by stuff that's not quite followed through. Well, this morning, I wanted to share some thoughts around the heavenly promises that Jesus gives to those who believe in him. And I think in our passage this morning in John, we see three significant promises that Jesus gives. And our first promise is the promise of peace. In verse one, it says, "'Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in me, believe in God also.'" In this passage, Jesus is speaking to the disciples, this kind of the chapters before and a few chapters after are his final kind of words to his friends, those who have been considered like outcasts, who wouldn't have really fitted into society, but have travelled over three years with Jesus, day in and day out. They've eaten, they've walked, they've slept with Jesus, kind of every waking minute has been with him. And over this time, they've seen miracle after miracle, Peter's walked on water, a guy's packed lunch has like fed 5,000 people, and um, they've seen people be healed and even people raised from the dead. And so they're expecting that Jesus is their Savior. He's been promised that he's going to come, that he's going to save them from the oppression, save them from sadness, from tough times. And then he says, "I'm off, I'm going." And they're feeling a little bit left behind. And in this moment, they're not just feeling a little bit sad. When Jesus says, like, don't be troubled, they're not just having a bad day. Like, they are heartbroken. They are in despair. They're anxious. They're fearful that they too might be hung on a cross for saying they believe in Jesus. Jesus's words of, do not let your heart be troubled, is a command. When tough times come, when life gets difficult, he says to them, believe in me don't be overwhelmed, don't be troubled, don't be heartbroken, but instead believe in me because we know that is where the peace comes from. And fear isn't something that like only a few people fear. I feel like we all have a fear of some sort. There are rational fears, perhaps fear of the dark or fear of heights. Um, And then there's some like irrational fears that people have which are equally as daunting and petrifying. I did a little Google um, There are irrational fears of, like, cheese with holes or odd socks. Um, But they're equally as petrifying. And we live in this world filled with troubles. We've just prayed for some of the troubles in our world. The troubles in the Ukraine, across the world in Sudan. Maybe even here in Blackpool, the troubles of cost of living crisis. Perhaps you find yourself in some of those troubles yourselves. You're not sure where your next meal is going to come from whether you can afford to put the light on, the heating on. These are real life troubles. And Jesus gives us an answer to them. He says, do not be troubled, but believe in me. Further down in the passage um, in John 14, it says, um, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. Like the peace of God that surpasses all understanding comes from Jesus. Like when life gets hard, when troubles hit, Believe in him because he is peace. He is the prince of peace who gives his peace to you. And we read in the Bible, it says, cast your cares onto Jesus because he cares for you. We know that when we have a tough time, work feels hard, kids are chaotic, job's not quite working out. We can give it all to Jesus, who's big enough to kind of hold it all, And who loves us enough that he's not going to reject us because we're struggling with stuff and we're together in brothers and sisters in faith in this church community that's here in Blackpool when you look around the room there are people who love you who are for you who want to stand alongside you in those troubles and love you for them who are big enough to hold it Andy and Nick are amazing and the team here are brilliant and they love you enough that they're not going to reject you either when life gets hard. Six words. Let your heart not be troubled. It's a promise of peace from Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. But perhaps you're doing okay. Perhaps you know Jesus. Perhaps you're filled with that peace. And your biggest worry is whether Blackpool FC are going to beat Norwich City tomorrow. Some people might be quite worried about that. <laughs> it's a big game. I'm um, But there is peace. And if you have that peace, then I encourage you to pray. Pray for those who are struggling. Pray for our world, book a slot in the prayer room and spend an hour just with Jesus, sharing that peace for your brothers and sisters here in the church community. Pray for the kids, pray for youth who are struggling in this epidemic of kind of mental health that's rocked our nation. Pray for your neighbours, your communities who also might be struggling with cost of living. Pray for your streets, cast your cares and your troubles onto Jesus, who loves you. And so our first promise in our passage this morning is is the promise of peace. And our um, our second promise in this passage is the promise of a home. We read in verses two to three, in my father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you myself, where I am you may be also I am a big fan of like daytime tv and like particularly I'm talking homes under the hammer place in the sun grand designs the trinity of great time tv um and sometimes when I'm a little bit bored I like scroll through right move and I set my budget basically into like ridiculous like millions like millions above my budget but I like to see that if I won the lottery tomorrow what could I buy and, and I have this idea of a dream home you know it's like floor to ceiling windows it's got a big island kitchen where people can gather around for dinner it's got a snooker room that could like rival Ronnie O'Sullivan's but here Jesus is inviting us not to our dream home or our dream house but rather into a home with him He's inviting us into a place of rest. Home means to dwell, it means to be, it means to be yourself. In your home, you might relax, kick off your shoes, put on your favourite slippers, your comfy stuff. He's inviting you, not to your necessarily your dream house, but this eternal place of home, this eternal place of rest, where you can just be. And I think it's really interesting that in that passage, Jesus says, there are many rooms. He's created enough space. There's room for everyone. There is a room for you today. If you choose to follow him, then he's going to prepare a place for you. And it's not as though like some rooms are better than others. It's not like if you were a vicar, you get the ensuite, Or if you slip Jesus like a 20, he'll give you the sea view. Like every room is the same because every view and every room is for each and every person here this morning. Whether you've come here with little or come here with a lot, there's a room for you. There's place for you. There's space for you. Last week, um, Andy, I think, spoke around like creation and Jesus creating this new creation. Um, and I think that's interesting is that this room that Jesus is using, he uses the language um, that we know. So we all know a room, whether it's our home in our house or the room here. Um, but I think it's something about where we're resting, and that's part of the new creation that Andy spoke about. It's not necessarily going to be like a corridor full of rooms, like a premier inn, but rather this place where we can be. And creation is part of that when it's reestablished when Jesus returns. And perhaps you've come here this morning and you've kind of like counted yourself out. You're like, peace sounds great, home sounds great for those people, but not me. Not if you knew what I did last night. Not if you knew what I said about those people. Not if you knew what had been done to me. Then I hope and I pray that you would hear that that's not true. That Jesus is going to prepare a place for you. His peace is promised for you. We all mess up. We all make mistakes. Myself included. Myself very much at the front of that queue. Making mistakes every day. But God is so kind. He's so loving that every day his mercies are new. Every day we start again. and I come to him and say, I'm sorry that I've messed up. And every day I'm filled with his peace. and I'm filled with the promise that he's gone to prepare a place for me. And the same is for you. And so our first promise is peace. Our second promise is a home. And the third promise from this passage is that Jesus is the way that it is Jesus alone. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I kind of grew up in a Christian home, Christian family, um, and went to lots of kids groups like this, but I probably didn't know Jesus in like an intimate relational way. Like it was that thing that my parents did. And I really loved church. Like I was running around like the kids were this morning, having the best time with my friends but also grew up in the countryside where there wasn't a lot going on. It was farming and then kind of drinking in a field or in a pub if you were a bit more sophisticated than me. Um, And it was this life of like just spiraling, looking for something, looking for hope, for peace. Um, And then I came to London for university and that's how I came to HDB. And it was like everything was on offer. I was like a kid in a candy shop like for the first time there's nightclubs that look actually cool there are like I'm like meeting friends and we're just doing tequila shots I'm going home with all the wrong people in this hope that maybe like I'll just feel something perhaps I'll feel like love perhaps I'll feel a bit of joy um, that I'd seen so many people filled with in church and I was looking for it in all the wrong places and I kind of was like finding myself living this double life. Like Monday to Saturday, I was like the big party girl, dancing on tables, hanging out with all the wrong people. And then on a Sunday I'd come to church and I'd be like racked with shame and guilt. And I would be like, God, like I really don't, I don't want to do this again, like no more. And then Tuesday night would be, my friends would be like, Are you coming out? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so we like, I lived in this cycle of two lives. Until one day in particular, um, because I'd grown up going to church, I was part of the students at HTB, and we had a worship night, a bit like the 24-7 that Andy was talking about. And we prayed and we worshipped. And I kind of got to the point with God where I was like, God, if you don't show up today, I don't know that I'm coming back because I just feel so lost. I feel so empty. Um, And this isn't really working. I don't know that you're here. So if you don't show up, that's it. I'm out. And um, we were praying and worshipping And then God gave me what I would say was like a vision. And I use the word vision rather than like a picture because what I saw, I also felt. And what I saw was myself kind of passed out on this really gross, grubby sofa. I don't know if you've ever like stayed at someone's house after a big night. Um, And it was like sofa full of stains. There were like bottles all around. I was like half dressed just, but I felt the room be so cold so empty, so hopeless. And I sense God say that if you want to, because this is your choice, this is your life, God is kind, it's it's always our choice. Um, He says, you know, this is your life. And if you want to hang out in the world and you want to chase this stuff, fine, do it. But this is as good as it gets for you. Like this is where this ends. But I felt him say, but I love you and I want more for your life. And so in that moment, I had to make a decision. Do I follow Jesus with all that I have, trusting that he is the way to the life that he says he is in the Bible? Or do I carry down this route and end up in this hopeless, dark place? And so I chose to follow Jesus. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight, but I had to make some decisions, had to kind of turn away from from casual sex, I had to stop drinking for a year just to like re-establish that relationship with alcohol. I had to put things in place in my life. but I tell you I Jesus has transformed my life. He is the way to life. He is true in who he says he is. No longer am I searching for like affirmation in men or a good time at the end of a bottle, but rather like I'm filled with a genuine peace and a real joy. Like I'm one of those Christians that just like everything could be going wrong. Like the roof's fallen in, like the cat's been run over, it's raining. But I've still got like this peace and this joy that I like to turn up to church. And I'm having the best time. And Everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm having the best time. This is great. Because God has filled me with his truth, with his love, with his peace. And he's promised that he would do that day in and day out. And he's gone to prepare a way for me and for you this morning. Perhaps that's your story. Perhaps you just feel a little bit lost, a little bit broken by the world. And you find yourself looking for affirmation in money. Maybe when you think like, I'll earn X amount and then I can have like a really chilled life, then everything will just be really easy. Or in affirmation in people, if I was in this relationship, then perhaps my fear of being lonely wouldn't be so hard. Or in status, like once I had that job, if I have a job, then, then everything will be okay. But the reality is that things of the world let us down time and time again. The money runs out, the relationship falls through, the job doesn't quite work out. And we're left again in this place of the world, drifting from storm to storm. But when we choose to follow Jesus, when we trust that he is the way, the truth and the life, we are promised a peace that doesn't give up, that doesn't fall through, that doesn't run out. We're promised a way to eternal life with him through his death and through his resurrection. The room is paid for by the blood of Christ. We sang the song earlier, you know, when he hangs on the cross in victory, as his hands are nailed to the cross, as as his side is pierced with a spear, The blood that drains from him is the blood that pays the price for you and for me. And so what we do is we get to say, God, yes, I'm in. I trust you. I believe that you died and that you rose for me. Come and fill my life. It really is as simple as that.